All right, Alexander, let's talk about the developing story of uh, Niger and what is happening in uh, this African nation. We had the coup. We have a deposed president. We have uh, the, the, the growing talk coming out of Europe, specifically France, but also Europe, that uh, they're going to intervene in uh, one way or another, perhaps via airstrikes, sanctions, maybe a combination of both. And we also have uh, talk from other African nations saying that they may perhaps intervene in what is happening in Niger, a very dangerous uh, situation that is developing in this country. And of course, we have the, the underlying story of, of why so much interest in Niger, and that has to do with uranium. So let's uh, let's discuss what is happening. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I, I should say straight away that this is a complex situation, and I, I'm not going to pretend that I'm an expert on the internal politics of Niger. But the thing to understand about Niger is that it is, uh, for the West, it has been a very, very important country. It's they've seen it as an island of pro-Western pro-French, pro-American stability in West Africa. Now, that's not to say, by the way, that Niger is, you know, a has ever been a complete French-American vassal state. But it's leaned to the West. It's been seen by the West as reliable. There's American troops there. There's a thousand U.S. troops based in Niger. The U.S. even has some sort of bases in Niger. Um, the... Uh, country is a major producer of uranium. Um, the French are trying to deny this now, but there's no doubt at all that the uranium that is used to keep the French nuclear power plants um, functioning largely comes from Niger. And I understand that Niger also has produced the, the nuclear material that's gone into developing France's nuclear deterrent. So it's a very important country and it's become more important in recent years as there is a sense in France, which is the former colonial power in this area and the dominant power in this area, as France and the US have been worrying that countries in this region are starting to slip from their grasp. So there have been coups in Mali and coups in Burkina Faso which essentially changed policy. They shifted away from France. They, they moved perhaps more towards the Eurasian powers. Wagner, the Wagner organization, Prigozhin's group, has been heavily present in Mali, for example, and providing technical assistance to the Malian uh, military, which has been fighting various jihadi groups in Mali and doing so. And they've been doing it more successfully, apparently, with Wagner's help than they did when they had the help of the French. Anyway, there's, there's this sense that they've been losing their grip on Africa. And Niger, which was seen as a stable place, was one of those places which they could still rely on to keep their overall control in West and Central Africa. And now Niger looks like it's fallen and the president has been arrested, supposedly democratically elected. 
I'm not going to discuss that. I don't know how democratically elected, how democratic elections really are in Niger. I mean, you know, others can discuss this. The fact is he's been arrested, allegations of corruption, large uh, uh, protests in the capital, people supporting the army in overthrowing this president, Russian flags appearing. You can start to see the concerns. So the US, the French, the Europeans, the Western powers, very worried about this situation. They've lost, or so they feel, a major ally, or at ri- they're at risk of losing a major ally. They're at risk of you losing a critically important source of uranium. This has also unnerved some of the other African states around, because if Niger, which seemed to be stable, can collapse in this way, the system can collapse in this way, that might spread to their countries too. So unsurprisingly, there's talk of military intervention. And uh, the governments in Mali and Burkina Faso, which support the coup in Niger, have now issued statements which say that if there is a military intervention in um, Niger, they will construe that as a declaration of war. We don't quite know what that means, but if it means what it says, then that could result in a deeper crisis in Central and West Africa, and one which inevitably will draw in the United States in an election year, and which will create huge diplomatic and political problems. How far do you think France is willing to go with this? How far do you think the EU is willing to go with this? Uh, Airstrikes would be very complicated uh, for France to conduct in Niger, but there is talk that that they are seriously considering it. And allegedly the president has also uh, invited, let's say he's he's invited France to intervene in the country, the deposed president. So uh, how how far do you think Macron is going to go with this? Well, I think he's going to go as far as he possibly can, but he does come up against constraints. First of all, as you correctly say, airstrikes are going to be extremely difficult. But the other thing is that the French military is not the force that it was. It doesn't have much airlift capability, for example. So moving large numbers of troops to Niger is not really as easy or as possible as it once was. Also, there's a question about how French opinion would respond. And there's also a question of how people in Africa would respond to seeing the former colonial power intervening militarily in one of its colonies. So there there are a whole host of problems. But, you know, Macron always takes confrontational lines in any particular situation. At the moment, he's sort of talking about not intervening. But... I think he might very well do um, eventually, unless, of course, he's able to get the African states to do it for him. I think that's what the um, French and the Americans would prefer, get the Nigerians to send their army into um, to uh, Niger. I mean, it might happen. Um, I don't think it would be a good thing for Nigeria either, by the way. I could see that it might create all kinds of problems in West Africa. It could spread wars and chaos right across West Africa. But Niger is seen as so important in the West 
that I get the sense that they simply can't let it go. And that's the problem. So one way or the other, despite the risks, the temptation is going to be to intervene in some form. And these people, Macron, the administration in the White House, the people in Brussels, they're not very good at resisting this kind of temptation. Right. One of the sinister narratives that uh, is coming out of the collective West media is that this coup is, is, is a Russian coup, and this coup is, is meant to move Niger closer to Russia. This is actually a fight between the West and Wagner. I've heard reports claiming that as well from collective West media. What do you make of those, uh, of those reports? Sergei Lavrov actually has issued a statement, and he condemned the, the coup. Absolutely. In, uh, 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 absolutely. So officially, the foreign ministry is on record saying that they don't support of course not. The, the removal of the, of the government. Absolutely. That, that is absolutely correct. And of course, the whole idea that this is somehow the Russians who've organized it is absolute nonsense. How would the Russians organize a coup in Niger? They're not present there. The French are. The Americans are present in Niger. The French and the Americans have histories in organizing coups in these countries. The Russians have none. I don't think they even have the techniques. And the soldiers who have carried out this coup in Niger are Western trained. They're not Russian trained. There's no Wagner presence in Niger. The reasons for this coup are domestic ones, ultimately. This is a domestic thing that's happened in Niger. Clearly, there's a lot of dissatisfaction with the government. It doesn't seem to be only confined to the military. There doesn't seem to be much support for the government, the, the overthrown government in Niger. There's also clearly growing dissatisfaction and antagonism towards France. Uh, and towards the, the West in general. I mean, as I understand it, the new government has said that they're actually suspending uranium uh, shipments to France. So one gets the sense that perhaps on top of everything else, there's a feeling that Niger has been plundered of its resources by the West. The West may have been removing uranium there, controlling the uranium supply from Niger. So, you know, there, there may be, you know, an undercurrent of anti-imperialism, anti-colonialism in all of this. I think that's entirely likely. But the one thing I am sure about is that the Russians were not involved. Of course, if the West mishandles this situation, they might eventually come in. They might eventually come in anyway. But my guess is that if the Russians if the, the coup stabilizes and the Russians were to come in, they would actually probably be a stabilizing force. They'd probably help the government, the new government, to stabilize itself. And perhaps that might chart a return to some kind of civilian rule eventually. And I can't myself see Niger stopping indefinitely its sales of uranium because what, what else is it going to do with it? It's got to sell it to someone. So, again, the Western powers are looking for some great geostrategic battle, some chess game with the Russians, which I just don't think is taking place. But the, Rus the, the West has a history of doing this. They did this, the British did this in Central Asia in the 19th century, the so-called Great Game, 
They thought they were playing some kind of intricate chess game with the Russians in Central Asia, which the Russians didn't even know about. <laughs> and I remember the same thing happening to a great extent in the 1970s. There was a belief that the Soviet Union's involvement in Africa in the 1970s was some kind of attempt by the Soviets to establish some kind of dominant position there. And recent scholarship suggests that that was never the case then either. And today's Russia isn't the Soviet Union, and it's even less likely to want to do that than the old Soviet Union was. All right, we will end it there. The Duran.locals.com. We are at Rumble, Odyssey, BitChute, Telegram, and Rockfin. And go to the Duran shop, 10% off. Use the code. Good day. Take care.